Matthew chapter 16, and I will begin reading at the first verse. And we're talking about, uh, again, the questions that Jesus asked is uh, the main focus of our, been our teaching for the last several months. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 1, the Pharisees also with the Sadducees came and tempting, desiring him that he would show them a sign from heaven. And then he answered and said unto them, this is Jesus, he, he answered them, and he said, and when, when is evening, you say, it will be fair weather for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. Oh, you hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but you can't, can't can you not discern the signs of the times? A wicked and adulterous generation seeking after a sign, and there shall no sign be given unto it but the sign of the prophet Jonas. And he left them and departed. Uh, I ain't going to say as much. Uh, Jonah. And that's the sign. Amen. Uh, just as Jesus, he, 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 was, he was caught here, I guess I can say it, by these Pharisees and Sadducees, uh, just as he had fed the 5,000, go back to the next 15th chapter, and he had just finished uh, feeding the 5,000, and they'd all eat, and there were 4,000, or excuse me, 5,000, well, I mean, there's 4,000, they had, they had eight, and there were 4,000 men besides women and children, and he sent them away, away the multitude, and took a ship, and came unto the coast of Megadiandra. And uh, then, here begins the 16th chapter. Amen. And he is confronted by, I think, the same group of people that was hounding him in the 15th chapter there. Amen. Right before, before he fed the 4,000 there. And uh, I, I'm sure that uh, he, uh, they, they come back and say, we're, we'll just try something else at him. We'll try something else because they were, trying to catch him. They desired him that he would show them a sign. Amen. But they were really tempting him. And Jesus, he, he responded. He seemed to commend them because he was commending them of their abilities to look out and see. It's going to be a nice day today. Hey, skies, sky looks clear and right and it's going to have a nice day and then in the morning, you can wake up and you can go out and see the, you can see the fog or something, whatever, and the, and it's it's going to be a pretty, it's going to be a, a bad day today. Amen. It's a, it, it's going to be a foul weather. Amen. He said you can discern the skies. That's what he said. You can discern up. You can, I mean, what you we want to see a sign from heaven. You you can do that. what he was saying, Amen. You you're able to you're able to look up and discern the things, Amen. But then he turned in the fourth verse, said, "You wicked adulterous generation, seek after a sign, and 
there shall no sign be given. Amen. Uh, you can read the third verse, and uh, you, 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 can, you can see that Jesus was trying to tell them, uh, you are able to see the signs in the skies and so forth. And uh, why are you here? The uh, RSV translation of the Bible says, you know how to interpret the face of the appearances in the sky. 20th century New Testament, you are unable to read the, to see, read the signs of time. You just, you, you, uh, you don't know what time it is. And you're gonna, amen. And what you've got, really, you know, these folks, these were religious people, right? They were Sadducees, which was the, the, uh, head of the Sanhedrin court, the chief priest of, was the, of the Sadducees, and the Pharisees, you're for very familiar with them, they're always, um, they're, they're, they're very, very strict uh, religious people, and uh, basically he said, you can understand the physical, but you can't understand the spiritual. You can understand the natural, but you can't understand what God's doing. Amen. 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 We're living in a changing world. We live in a world that somehow we, I tell you, we do need some prophetical understanding of the Word of God today. I, uh, I just bought some books a few weeks, a week or two ago, Revelations and Daniel and, and so forth, and uh, I'm going to be chewing on them for a little bit, but uh, uh, we 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 today need to recognize the time that we live in. Two, amen. We can talk about the wars and things going on there. We can, that's the natural, but there's something behind that, the spirit that we, I think, need to perk up our ears and say, I really want to know what's going on in the spirit world. Amen. The Messiah was, uh, was prophesied. We, are, uh, we, we live in a spirit world. And Messiah was prophesied in the time, and, and some people believe that Jesus was the Messiah, right? And others could not read the signs of the times. Amen. You haven't woke up yet. You haven't really, you haven't really caught on to what God's doing. I want to. I want to be. I want to catch on to what God's doing. Amen. And Jesus didn't say that. He said that to the woman at the well, but he didn't say it to them. You've been looking for Messiah, and he's standing right here in the face, face of it. And you can't see him. You can't, you're trying to, you're trying to, to have some word that he says, try to find some reason. But what they were looking for, really, amen, the Jews were looking for, they were looking for their Messiah. And there'd been a whole lot going on in the last few years. Amen. 
been a whole lot going on. Uh, show us a sign from heaven. You, you can read that. But show us a sign of the Spirit. I was reading today, and, and, and one writer, one writer had 40. He, he gave 40 different quotations, amen, of the Hebrew text, of the most important text of the Messiah. And I've only picked out three of them tonight to, uh, and uh, I mean, this, this, was, this was probably under their, uh, they didn't have Bibles like we have, but they, they probably had a scroll under their hand there, under, and they probably read it before they met Jesus because they were wanting to try to find something in their Old Testament scriptures that they could, they could uh, try to find some reason, amen, to, to find fault with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm just going to take three of these, and uh, and to know that they this was this was in their word. This is one that, well, not the, the Pharisees didn't necessarily be it, but uh, many of the many of the scribes that was writing the Bible. That's what they did all day, all the time. They were they were for re- over and over. They just didn't go down and buy one from the store or print one out. They would start and they would re- re- write. And it would take them almost a year to write out, amen, the scriptures. And they read it over and over. Some of them had it memorized pretty well for what it was. But Genesis chapter 3, amen, the seed of the woman, amen. Here's the first prophetical word, amen, was prophesied or spoken here, amen. And it was from God. God will put enmity. In Genesis 3 and 15, God will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. And it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. God was telling the devil, there's going to be a conflict between you and the woman. And between thy seed and her seed and one of her seeds there's come a seed from the woman that's going to bruise your head. That's where you kill a snake at. Amen. Uh, I've got one scripture. I don't know. I, I, I wrote it down wrong, but I've got another one. Let's just read Hebrews, the second chapter. Now, I'm talking about tonight the, uh, the prophetical and the interpretations are the coming, coming true. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse number 10 says this, For it, it become him who was all, whom in all things and by whom are all things to bring many sons unto the glory to make the captive of their salvation perfectly through suffering. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all one, of which cause he is not ashamed to be called, he, to, to call them brethren. This is, Hebrews is telling us that Jesus Christ, amen, he, he took care of the situation. Now, he, he, he's not ashamed to call us brethren, saying, I will declare thy name 
unto the brethren in the midst of the church. I will sing praises unto thee. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children which God hath given me. For as much as then the, as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, also himself likewise took part of the same that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. This speaking, speaking of that seed that was going to destroy the powers of the devil. Amen. That's what, the, that's what those scribes and Pharisees and uh, Sadducees here in our scripture, that's what they were looking for. But they could not grasp the signs of the times. Amen? That's one. Number two is, amen, Jeremiah chapter 31, and we will begin reading at verse 31. Jeremiah 31, 31 says it like this. Behold, the day cometh, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant which I made with them, amen, in the days that I took them by the hand and bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break, amen, although I was a husband unto them, saith the Lord. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws in their inward parts. I will write them in their hearts. I will be a their God, and they shall be my people. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord? For they shall all know me from the least of them unto the to least of them unto Amen. To the greatest of them, saith the Lord, for I will be forgive their iniquities and I will remember their sins no more. Now, why I'm doing this is uh, they've been reading that. And when I said a while ago, I think that sometimes we need to just kindly perk up our ears and listen and and I've heard the news too much, so much that I wonder what, what, what's all this mean? What's going on? What's happening in this world? Hey, folks, these Jews, these Sadducees and Pharisees, amen, were at the preface of a great miraculous experience of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost and the new birth, a birth of the church, and they couldn't even know that, amen, amen, the church is right around the corner. The greatest thing that ever happened, amen, is right around the corner. Am I making sense? This, uh, this man that wrote all of these, I, I tried to run them off and, me and my computer don't don't cooperate. I, he don't it don't cooperate with me. I, I work out. I'm fine with it, you know. <laughs> but it don't do to him. But I but I wanted to run off the whole list of forty things. Amen. The, the messianic prophecies that they had in their book. 
and they read through them like we read through the Bible sometimes. Paul said this and Paul said that and we go on and read on and uh, you don't really grasp what amen what really we're we're in a church for I, I got picked up a book a couple of days ago three days ago it, it's, it's it talked about uh, the church wearing shoe leather it was basically saying that the church needs to wear out their shoes or work with them. Amen. We need to get the church on on our feet. Amen. Walking. Praise God. We need to recognize the fact that the world is waiting on the church. Amen. Just like these Pharisees and Sadducees were looking for Messiah. And they was trying to kill him at the same time. Amen. Matthew chapter 26, right close to where our text was tonight. Matthew chapter 26. Amen. Now, these are the, these are the prof- prophetical words, and I'm reading first the Old Testament, and I'm reading the New Testament, the fulfillment where they come to pass, or where they reveal them to. Amen. Matthew chapter 26, and I will begin reading verse 26. And, and as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it unto the disciples and, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is the blood of the New Testament, New Covenant, which I shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink hence, amen, of this fruit of this vine until the day that I drink it anew, amen, with you in, the, in my Father's kingdom. Amen. So Jesus was, amen, shh, amen. You, you know the story. It was, it was a, the Last Supper, and it was, it was taken, they were taking communion as we would, we would know it. Amen. Messiah, or uh, said Messiah would bring new covenant. And then number three, that I'm just using these three of the 40, is Messiah would be resurrected. If they missed him at his birth, if they missed him as his teachings, surely the resurrection would have made them believe. Amen. I'm, I, I'm just, I'm ad-libbing this. It's not, it's not biblical. It's, not, it's impossible for it to happen. But I think Jesus hang along, around long enough. They'd have tried to kill him again. It couldn't have been done, but, you know. Uh, Psalms chapter 16. got these marked and my markers are are, uh, sliding down. Psalm chapter 16 and I will begin reading at the 8th verse. 
I have set the Lord always before me. You know, these are all prophetical, 40 different prophetical things in the Old Testament that I'm through. Because he is at my right hand, and I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad, and my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life. Thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there is pleasures evermore. David was singing out the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You're not going to leave soul in hell. And he was prophetically telling it's a prophetical prophecy of Jesus, not only his death, but his resurrection here. They read that. Amen. Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. And I will read, amen, uh, hmm. I'm sorry, <laughs> I looked at my notes, the uh, antidote to that is Acts chapter 13, Acts chapter 13. And I will begin reading the, at the 35th verse, Acts 13 and 35. Wherefore he saith also in another psalm, Thou shalt not suffer thine holy one to see corruption. For David, after he had suffered his own generation by the will of God, fell asleep, and all and was laid into the, his fathers and saw corruption. But he whom God raised again saw no corruption. But I, it is known unto you, therefore, Amen. Man and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. Oh, praise God. Amen. Now, these prophetical words in the Old Testament, they had them. And now in the New Testament, they've been revealed. And some of them were revealed before our text today. But these things are... are um, are testimonies to you and I. They should, I mean, our faith should never be shaken because there's, there's 400 plus promises. You know, one man said there's 365 promises in the Bible that Jesus fulfilled. Or maybe I should say he is 365 prophetical words of the Messiah that Jesus fulfilled. Amen. They wasn't in the dark of the promise of the Holy Ghost or the promise, amen, of the Messiah, but they were in the dark of the fulfillment of it. And we don't need to be in the dark ourselves, now, brothers and sisters, in this generation because we have both the prophetical and we have the fulfillment of so many scriptures that we ought to recognize the fact, you know, and be looking unto them that look for him. Now, I'm, I'm going to read a couple more just passages of Scripture that is, is, is so powerful. And one of them is 
Amen. In Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. Amen. I know we can quote that, can't we? For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Amen, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Amen. His name shall be called that. Amen. And sits around that. Uh, Jesus said, and I'm just going to leave this out for your question. Okay. Then I'm going to ask a question. Jesus said, I have come in my Father's name. I'm going to represent my Father's name. What was that name? Just think about it. Jesus said, I have come in my Father's name. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. This is a, therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Amen. This is Isaiah chapter 7 and verse. And of course, you read that in Matthew, the first chapter. There is a, what, what I'm saying is there's so many prophetical words When Jesus was born in Bethlehem, wise men came from the east, and they came all the way, and when they came, they were looking to, to bow down and worship the king, the Jews. They saw his star in the east. Messiah is come. And they came to King Herod, thought he'd had a new baby. I guess, I don't know. But they thought he would surely know. And what the, they inquired, Herod inquired of these men that was had the Bible in their hands and saying, where is the baby going to be born at? Where is that Messiah going to be born at? Is that, if I'm not mistaken, it's in Micah. Micah chapter 5 and verse 2. That he's going to be born in Bethlehem. Well, go down there, you know, and whatever. And here they're holding the, they're holding the word of God in their hands. And they're telling Herod, here is where the Messiah is going to be born. And praise God, hallelujah. Let's all go down there. Tell the Sanhedrin. Tell the Sadducees. Tell the, the Pharisees. The Messiah is born. It wasn't, it wasn't in the dark. It wasn't blinded. You know, the prophetical words were being fulfilled. And they were reading the Bible and said, if you want to find where the Messiah is going to be born, it's going to be born in Bethlehem. Go down there, you know. And yet they didn't even go. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's what I'm trying to say there. They had, they had the picture. They had the words they had the truth right before them, and they were not accepting it because it did not 
fit their theology. Hello? Amen? Um, I'll read one more passage here. And uh, I will read Hosea. Hosea chapter 11 and verse 1. It says, When Israel was a child, then I loved him and called my son out of Egypt. And then you can turn to Matthew chapter 2, where I was reading a while ago. I skipped down reading chapter 2 and verses 13 through 15. It's when Jesus was born in Bethlehem. And Herod come down and he's going to try to kill him. And so the wise men went a different way and God spoke to Joseph and told him to take the baby to Egypt because Herod's trying to kill him. Amen. All of this, and yet they were still blinded to the fact. That's what I'm trying to say is, amen, most of us are walking sometimes blind that we can't really see some things that God really has, has in his word for us. And can you say, oh man, or amen, or oh man, oh man, or whatever? Amen. And I got a question mark here. It says, why did they not go down and worship? Wise men came from the east, and they came all that distance. It was probably months and months. Some best estimated Jesus was a, at least close to two years old, possibly. They found him in the house. They didn't find him in a manger. Amen? Right? And yet the people just, just up the road in Jerusalem, reading all the scriptures, still was blinded. No wonder Jesus said what he did here in Matthew, the 16th chapter. Hello? You wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. But he said then that there would be no sign given except Jonah. Amen. Amen. Verse number four, but the sign of the prophet Jonah, and he left them and departed. I want to turn back to Matthew, the 12th chapter, just three verse chapters back. Matthew chapter 12 and verses 38 through 42. And certain of the scribes and the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. But he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall so sign be given to it, but the sign of the prophet Jonah. Now, now I'm, I'm going to read this. For as Jonah was three days and nights in the whale's belly, 
so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And the men of Nineveh, they're going to rise up in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, a greater than Jonah is here. And the queen of the south is going to rise up in judgment of this generation and shall condemn it for she came from uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. Now he's just talking here. He's talking to these people. By telling them that the sign of Jonah. Now, I'm, I'm going to, I'm just going to put a little plug in a little bit here from what I've been teaching. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go by what people say or some of the theologians that's got smarts in their head. And I don't know. I've, I've, I've contemplated this. But Jesus, Jesus is, they want a sign. The sign, I've already told you once. This is, this is, I'm, I'm, this is in verse 40, or 16, chapter 16. He just said, the only thing I'm going to tell you is the sign of Jonah. But he'd already told them just two chapters or three chapters back. You know, you want a sign? And he told them about it. Amen. There is no being no sign given but, but, but Jonah, as he was three days and nights in the belly of the fish. Amen. So shall the Son of Man. Jonah, he, Jesus goes back and says Jonah is a, a typology. And how many believe that Jesus was dead when he went to the grave? Okay. How many, how many believe that Jonah died and was dead three days? Jonah is a type of Christ in that sense that... Uh, he, Jesus used him as an example. And there is, I would say, what, 80, 90% of all the, the uh, commentaries would say that uh, they're pretty assured that, G, that Jonah was dead for three days and God revived him. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not, don't, don't, don't say I said that, that he did. I'm just saying that somebody else said that to me because I was reading. Amen. If you want to read John Mark, the 8th chapter through 11th through 15th verses, that's the same, same story I've told you before. I've told you this story before. Jesus was saying, and I'm not going to repeat myself. You don't want me a sign, I'll tell you. Read Jonah. Amen. That's what Jesus was telling them. He told him that in the 12th chapter, and he didn't tell him that in the 16th chapter. He just told him, that's, that's what I've told you before. Amen. Well, praise God. I'm, the, I, I'm, 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 I'm just saying, I'm just telling you what I've, I read. And, uh, 
I'm not going to tell you what I believe. I'm going to tell you what I believe. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to do it in the hands of God. I don't know. I don't know. And if you want to know, go ask God. I don't know. He's smarter than Adam Hart and all these other folks. So where he was or not didn't really matter to me. He can keep him alive or he can raise him from the dead. Amen. And now, now the fifth verse. Now the fifth verse. Matthew chapter 16. Now, Jesus, uh, Jesus already asked the question here. Amen. Can't you discern the signs of the times? And that ought to be a question that I could ask all of you. Can, can, we, can we discern or can't we should, or should we not discern, discern the times that we're living in? I would say, dare say that every, there's 90% of all the preachers standing in the pulpit this coming Sunday. You just ask them the question. What time do you think it is? And as far as the church is concerned, they would believe it's, it's it, about to wind up. And, uh, and I can just leave you with this thought. We need to be we need to be looking at it too. Amen. This same Jesus that you have seen go away shall so come in like manner. May we always remember that sto- that story, and don't let it die. I wonder where what's going. The Lord's going to do. He's going to come back. Amen. Verse number five starts out with a new question, and when his disciples were come. To the other side, you know, well, let me just read verse 4. The wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given but the sign of the prophet Jonah. Let's go, boys. And he left them and departed. And his disciples were come, amen, to the other side, and they had forgotten to take bread. And Jesus said unto them, You take heed now and beware of the leaven the Pharisees and Sadducees. You just, just beware of those folks because all they're trying to do is put some leaven in your in your in, in your bread. And the disciples thought that, oh my, you know what? We should have brought some bread with us. And they reason among themselves, saying, it is because we have taken no bread, we are in trouble. When Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason ye among yourselves, because you have brought no bread? I'd like to remind you just what I have done. Do you remember the 5,000? And how many fish they have and how much bread they got. And also, did you remember the 4,000? I just, it was, it was, it's, it's, it's just, we just, that was just a few days ago. It's in the four, it's in the 15th chapter, right before he started with the Pharisees. We just got back from this great feast. Do, do you remember them? Why are you worried and thinking that, oh, we're going to have to fast 
and he's, he's talking to us about bread. He's talking, remember the leaven of the Pharisees. Amen. Jesus began to, to he, take heed, amen, to their, uh, what was happening. Take heed to their, their gimmicks and things that they're trying to pull. Don't pay too much attention and too any faith in what the scribes and Pharisees or the scribes and, and Pharisees and Sadducees are saying because they're only out to try to find some reason to cause your faith not to be in me. Jesus' main purpose, brothers and sisters, amen, for those three and a half years he was here teaching, preaching, was to pre prepare the disciples for the spreading of the gospel around the world. Amen. And he wanted them to, I mean, I, I'll handle, I can take care of the Sadducees and, and, and the Pharisees. I'll, I'll take care of them, but you beware of them because they're up, to, they're up to no good. They're up to trying to find fault in me. They're, they're up to try to make you doubt that I am Messiah. I tell you, you need to beware of people. Sometimes it's it's always negative and questioning and so forth that, that try to uh, draw your minds away from what God really wants to do in our lives. I mean, I'm going to tell you, uh, I had a little story I was going to tell, and I may tell it some other time, but but I will tell you this story. I uh, I I will not. I will not. Uh, I will not reveal the man's name. But he was a some seventy, sixty, seventy years ago. He was at a preach in a in a in a neighboring state to Alabama. He was there preaching a revival for a church that hadn't had. Hadn't had a revival. I'm, at, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying they had preachers come preach, but they had not had a revival in, in probably eight or ten years. I forget now how many years it was. And this new preacher came, and he was at the altar, and he spent his days at the altar praying for that church. And this is a true story. The janitor walked in. He was one of the deacons too, and he told him. He said, "I'm going to tell you something, preacher. You, you might well just quit." Said they had had been nobody get the Holy Ghost in this church in twelve years or something like that. And you ain't going to have no more. Ain't going. Ain't going. You ain't going to do it. And he got up and turned around and said, "We'll have a revival over your dead body." And he called the pastor. Told the pastor. Called another. Called the ambulance, I mean, not the ambulance, but the uh, the uh, funerals home and tell them, get prepared for some deaths. And the next week, I think it was three or four people, I'm, I don't know the numbers, you know, four people. Huh? Yeah. Three people more died. That man died, and three more died that the next week. And guess what? 
read his book too, haven't you? My pastor came out of that church and I was in Memphis. I want to tell you, don't try to upset God. Why don't we just take what he said and quit looking around at the failures and the faults of whatever we can find and other things and believe that God wants to give this end-time church. And I, that's what I'm saying now. I believe it. I believe God, I, I believe this is the end time. I've always believed up until last year or so, and I'm still hoping that I'm around when the rapture takes place. But if I am not, I'll just go go along and I'll wait for y'all. <laughs> because I do believe it's going to happen. And I wish that the Pharisees and the Sadducees would read the, read the book and all of those 350, well, that's what God, that man said, there's 350 prophetical promise, promises in, in, that Jesus fulfilled. Amen. And all of those 350 or 400, whatever that they was, these folks were not trying to find answers to their thing, their, 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 their questions in the Bible. They were trying to find something that Jesus was going to say. Amen. What we need to do is just look in the book and see what we can find and believe that God can do it again. That's why I was just reading these scriptures. Amen. They prophesied and, and I was reading the scripture that fulfilled. I, uh, I might get this, if I can get it, those run off, those, those 40 different things or 40 different that he could read the prophecy and read the fulfillment of the New Testament. Praise God. Lord God, I thank you for your word, and I pray, God, that today, tonight, we've somehow at least said a few things, God, that would stimulate us to know that right before our faces, God, we've heard sermons, and we've read the scriptures, and to know that, God, you want to do great things for your people in this church. And I'm not saying this church, but your church. God, corporately, God, may we take promises and stand upon the promises rather than trying to find the reasons why. Oh, God, we ask you, God, to minister to us. Let us, let us, Walk in the Spirit and allow you, Jesus, to lead and guide us. We ask it all, God, for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. And the Lord bless you. Thank you for coming.